It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I was also going to say on this road trip, we've seen a lot of, you know, new names emerging and having big moments for the Mariners, you know, that we're maybe not accustomed to. We had a we had a pitcher, uh, Weaver, who pitched here in this last game, struck out five of six. Where do we know him from, Hanno? Um, he's the player that was um, playing for the Kansas City Royals last year uh, during the Fourth of July weekend, I believe, that did that um national anthem standoff with Robbie Ray. Yeah, yeah, I remember the game. Then we went and blew a big lead. Anyways, uh guy looks looked pretty impressive. Yeah, sure did. Uh I believe he got signed by the Mariners early on in the year, uh then released, uh pitched in uh Cincinnati and then was released and the Mariners called him up and uh yeah. First impressions are all good from this from Luke Weaver. Yeah, and this is a guy who's traditionally was a starter or was a starter, if if I'm if I'm correct. And so this is a guy that maybe can be one of those gap options or bridge options. Uh, we'll have to see him go more than just two innings, you know. But you know, so if you're going off of this, this is another guy that you're like, all right. Well, it, with us probably going with the five man rotation. Nice to see that there's somebody in there that can, you know, go a few innings. Yeah. It's a weapon that you really didn't have in my opinion with the bullpen, the guys that can go two or three innings. Um, so yeah, if they're going to manipulate the uh, starters with a six man slaughter into that, or uh, have Wu go less innings or skip him a start or even with Miller, or let's say you have a clunker, you got a guy now that can go in and give you a few innings other than one guy after another, every single inning. So yeah, it's another weapon for the Mariners and uh, his arsenal sure looked good against the White Sox in his first appearance. Yeah. And they're speaking of shuffling. There's just been a lot of shuffling, obviously with the bullpen they they get used a lot they've we've talked about this everybody knows about this they've been run run ragged throughout this surge by the mariners and you you know it, it comes up again paul the paul seawald trade right now you know earlier in this week and and you know throughout last week but especially this week when you had canzone and you had Rojas really emerging. And then you have Paul Seawald taking care of business against teams that we need to, <laughs> need to not do well. Uh, things are feeling really good. But as much as the offense and this identity of the offense is changing and trending up, there is a little bit of concern, I think, about how the Mariners are closing out games. I just want to know, is it something that I should be concerned about, or is this just something where they're kind of reshuffling everybody and kind of figuring it out? Are we missing 
still that high leverage guy that we've talked about? Or do you think things are just going to fall in place? There's enough talent out there. It's just, it'll all just kind of smooth out. Cause lately it has felt a little erratic to me, even though there's been games that we've come back. I'm talking specifically like the ninth inning. Yeah, it's been a tough go here lately, but I mean, with these winning streaks, uh, you know, the games that you've lost in between them, it's probably magnified because it has been the bullpen at the end. But sure, um, I'm a Mariners fan. Everything concerns me. You know, I've watched them for a long time. If they start struggling again on hitting like they did in the beginning of the year, yeah, that'll concern me. The bullpen, yeah, that'll concern me. But in, in all reality, um, there, it's to me, it seems like they're just going to shuffle guys into spots, which, quoting like Scott Service said, which pockets fit them the best and what their pregame plan is for. So, yeah, do I have a favorite going into this closer role? I mean, I guess you could go with either. either. I mean, there's plus and minuses to all of them. I mean, Andres Munoz doesn't look like he recovers as well after pitching back-to-back days. Matt Brash is one of the league leaders, if not the league leader in appearances. That's why you didn't see him much this uh, Chicago series after a, a tough road trip to start off between Kansas City and Houston. Um, sometimes he's erratic, but sometimes he's lights out. Uh, you, had, you have Topa, a guy that really hasn't gotten the shot in the closer role, but it's been really solid for you in the role that he's been put in. Um, you saw Spire that's done really well. Um, and some people have been craving for sauce too. So there's a lot of options. I, to me, it seems like they would continue to throw out Brash and Munoz with maybe a little sprinkling of Topa if things go a little bit more sideways. Yeah, it, it would be interesting to see brash in in that spot you mentioned he's he's pitched a lot and he didn't pitch in this last series a lot of questions were like well how come we didn't see brash go into the game when he didn't pitch for a couple of days seems like according to jerry depoto he he was a bit sore and a bit tired tired and run down after the houston series totally understand that like you said he's pitched more than anybody um interesting to see if he you know starts getting the ball maybe late in the game. I mean, especially when you've got uh, these games coming up with Oakland and Kansas City, um, the Mets, not that there's experimental time. There is every game is huge. We're in the playoffs, so to speak. But I wouldn't mind seeing that. You know, Andres Munoz, when he came back from his injury, we were sitting here crowning him like he should be on the all-star team if this is a month later, you know, and lately it, he hasn't been that ferocious and scary. Um, he's been effective uh, at times, but it, it does seem like maybe he has a tough time recovering uh, more so when he goes back to back. I know that there was times that he pitched multiple games here in this last month and, and did fine, but this is something like Paul Seawald, and we mentioned this before, did a lot. You know, and even leading up to when we were trading him, especially because he didn't want to get traded. Yeah, he was an animal for sure for us. And yeah, in past years, they kind of rotated those three in different positions, depending on the order. And this year kind of solidified up more of Brash, seven, Munoz, eight, and Seawald, nine. And like you mentioned, uh, he 
um, was lights out for us, pitched a lot, and they moved on from him. Um, Munoz, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, to me, um, at times it looked like lately he was really going after guys with his fastball. His uh, slider has looked not as sharp. You mentioned that in the beginning of the season, he looks he looked light out, lights out, and like an all star, no doubt. He he was so unhittable, and after he came back from that injury, he was like, you know, we're having a tough season. We're just kind of throwing around who could be a possible all star, who's the best player so far, and by God, he sure was, uh, just unhittable. Uh, you mentioned Brash; he's gotten a little chance in early on, you know, after this trade to uh, pitch a little bit in the ninth, but. You mentioned the teams were playing. Yeah, maybe it's a chance to uh, give him another soft landing again and put him in that spot and try to get him some confidence. So, yeah, we could see that as well, him rotating into the ninth inning position. Yeah, I would just be interested to see what he looks like that on a more regular basis than when we were trying to do that at the beginning of the year when Seawald was out and Munoz was out. And it, it wasn't very – it didn't go very well for him, but he's – totally to me a totally different pitcher right now yeah i mean with with the ninth inning guy i mean i've bill kruger says this all the time the ninth inning's different and guys aren't swinging as freely in the ninth inning they're more patient and they're making you throw a, throw them a strike and matt brash's problem is if he doesn't throw a strike and he gets behind he gets in trouble or if he's wild so it's a different thing for him so uh You've, you've noticed lately also with Brash, even in his start uh, bullpens in the seventh and eighth, he's been tacking more with his fastball, which has been good, and he's getting ahead. So that's the key to any relief pitcher. Get ahead, get them, you know, get the count in your favor, and then throw them something that they can't hit or off the plate to uh, get them fishing. But, um, yeah, he's, he's definitely capable of it. It's for him. It's all about locating – like any pitcher, to be honest with you, you know?